for the people of East Palestine, mm-hmm. when they're reading this, what do you think they're taking away saying, this is what you've done for me? Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. Okay, so that was the the fact sheet sent out by the Biden-Harris administration saying, with an attempt to get people to think that they've done, you know, more than what really they had. Um, and then... Three days later, after that, President Biden makes a surprise visit to the Ukraine and pledges $500 million in aid. Wow. That says so much. It honestly does. Out of every single thing that has been said here, yes, there can be a million debates a mile long on the nature of everything, but the fact that three days later, they just cough up $500 million to a foreign nation yes, and didn't even offer a million or a hundred thousand they've to provided a local community support and yeah. interviews and monitors yeah yeah that's Isn't amazing that disgusting? That, it's, yeah disgusting is it's, a good word it, i mean that's a very powerful thing to think about honestly it yes. shows you the just corrupt nature you know of collusion in a sense between government big corporations and really the epa which is just you know kind of a offshoot of government but it it says a lot honestly i mean it says a lot yes it absolutely does yeah Carry and on. so again try and put your mind into the mindset of if you were a resident of east palestine at this point yeah okay now now i'm going to throw in some things that i think you're going to be like oh my goodness speaking of corruption on february 15th it came out This is a few days before all the Biden stuff and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But I just wanted to talk about that for a second. But actually, about a week before that, it became uh, news. People were tweeting about it, you know, all this sort of stuff. I mean, it was news on social media, I should say, uh, that after 17 years, listen to this, after 17 years of inactivity, 11 days before East Palestine, the CDC edited the toxicology of the profile for vinyl chloride. Mm. And when they edited it, they increased the minimum risk levels from 100 parts per million to 100,000 parts per million as far as what's acceptable. Mm. They also removed the question, how does vinyl chloride affect children? And here's the thing. Let me keep going with that. The original report that was untouched, unchanged, I should say, for after 17 years or for 17 years since 2006, there was a question that said, how does vinyl chloride affect children? And the answer, I'll read it to you, for 17 years had been, studies in animals suggest that vinyl chloride might affect growth and development. Animal studies suggest that infants and young children may be more susceptible than adults to vinyl chloride-induced cancer. So they took that whole question and answer section, how does vinyl chloride affect my child? And they relocated the whole issue, I guess you would call it, into mm-hmm. under the question, how does vinyl chloride affect my health? When you go to how does vinyl chloride affect my health, and this is now their answer about how it affects children. It's one sentence down at the bottom, underneath, mm-hmm. after you read all that. Mm-hmm. 
And the answer that they changed it to, think about what I just said Mm -hmm. about their original answer. And now, if you're looking for how it affects children, you would first have to go to this section. How does it affect my health? You have to read all this stuff. And then this one sentence down here is supposed to explain the effect on children. And it says, animal studies have shown that exposure to vinyl chloride during pregnancy can affect the growth and development of the fetus. It has no. This is mind blowing to me, you know, because honestly, when most of this news finally did come out and alternate media started reporting on it and everything, I really found no explicit reason to see a conspiracy afoot or anything like that. I thought, you know, worst case scenario here, I can say they've handled a bad situation a bad way. Right. But when you. There starts to be this effect on my mind that is like a cumulative case. Right. When you start to look at so many different little angles and little things coming into play and then some big things, it's that's shocking that basically what that is saying is that January 21st, that'd be 11 days, or no, January 22nd. January 22nd, they changed the level of what is deemed toxic. They actually upped it 10 times, like tenfold. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, it's no, more than 100. that. A hundredfold. They upped it a hundredfold from 100 parts per million to 100,000 parts per million. And they did that 11 days before the train wreck. And then they also reword. You can see an agenda behind the rewording of it, really. Oh, yeah. And even the placement of the questions to kind of hide it under a bunch of junk that nobody ever wants to read. Right. You know? And it goes on. Posts that talked about this were flagged on Facebook and deleted as an effort to quote prevent false news and misinformation so if when people were talking about this on facebook so even though they're reporting on the truth it's been called false news and misinformation because i mean it really did happen and the reason that facebook call said that it was false news and misinformation is because the cdc put out on february 24th that the profile for vinyl chloride was completed in january of 2023 but it takes time to get toxicological profiles ready to publish. And so it wasn't actually released until February. But it had been in development for many months, and it, the changes were not in connection with the emergency situation in Ohio. So you can make that what you want. <laughs> and here's the other thing that I think is well, extremely it's not telling. Fake news to report truth whether or not they have reported it yet. Mm-hmm. So even if... Right. It takes a little while to publish the literature and get it out into the public awareness. That doesn't mean that it wasn't already in place. And also, it doesn't mean that for 17 years, that's what the CDC had on the website. And so just to say that that's what it was before, why would that be taken down? Because it was. It was there. You're not. It's not false information. Mm-hmm. It was that way for 17 mm-hmm. years untouched. Mm-hmm. And then here's the other thing that I think is very telling of the new... Uh, risk levels and all of that stuff that the CDC puts out for vinyl chloride out of all of this is what it looks like these are all the risks these are the levels of uh, concentration parts per million and um, exposure through inhalation mm-hmm. okay out of all of these risks only one is shown to be effective to humans all of this is to animals mm. and the only effects that the it now shows the way that it affects humans is through dizziness and disorientation. There's no other human side effect listed from vinyl chloride 
with these parts per million uh, based mm-hmm. on inhalation. And so they're basically denying any anything else, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so really based on, on that, that right there, if you wanted to go with their way of thinking, is even if it exceeded 100,000 parts per million, because it went up to 300,000 on that little chart you just mm-hmm. showed. No effect. On that, based on inhalation, because but one thing I don't really understand is how they, because it is a known carcinogen, and so maybe that's exposure based on touching you know touching it not through inhalation i don't know how they that's the one thing i don't really understand i didn't i should have probably looked into that a little bit more but um based on that based on what you breathe in mm-hmm. the only effect that, that humans will experience yes is dizziness and disorientation caitlin schwartzwelder and her boyfriend chris after being evacuated came back home today but she says she broke out in a rash almost instantly. I undressed to get into the shower and I had a rash all over the side of my face, on both sides and all over my chest. Take a look at these photos of her this morning after coming back on her property. The rash all over her face, neck and chest. My boyfriend Chris also had a rash down his left side. And I mean, to, to this moment right now, I have just a, a really low grade constant headache. My wife is a... Uh... 30, 38, 37 weeks pregnant this Friday, and she's going to be induced. And uh, it's all a little scary because we can't drink the water, unable to get our water tested because we're not a priority as of now. So don't know what my newborn son is going to come home to. As you can see, like, I still don't sound the way I did the last time we talked, and that's because I've been here for a couple of days, and it's affecting my voice at this point. Um, I sound very raspy, and it's harder to breathe. And it was such a nice day today. It was 70 degrees. I walked outside, and I sat down. I wish I could say I took a breath of fresh air, but that's not the case here. Right. It still smells. It smells horrible. My creek is terrible. It's just, it's, it's just like a gas chamber that we're in. This is just one example of a person who was interviewed, again, by Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. and he was coughing up blood, uh, and he was just talking about all of the things that he was going through physically. And Tucker Carlson asked him, did he had he gone to the doctor? And he said, the only thing people will tell me is that it's COVID-related. Mm. Yeah, one thing after another, man. Yes. You kind of feel sorry for these people. Oh, really. I That's know. what I just keep thinking about is. Oh, I know. And what do they even do? You know, like if no one will help them, yes. if lawyers won't help them, if they won't get behind them, if if no one will fight for them, they're just it's, they're just like you know sitting ducks. There's nothing they can do. We're no. like we're not, it's not like I mean you and I don't. If something happened here, we don't have the money to just up and move. I mean I know. certainly I can tell you what will happen there for sure too. Which is another reason Nor- Norfolk Southern should have to give them more money. Property values right now in that area. Plummeted. That's what I was just about to bring up because that guy did on his because he was like you know we we can't who's going to buy our house? Nobody for as far out as we can think is going to buy a home with the East Palestine zip code. Mm-hmm. I mean, who You're would? Right, yeah, nobody. I mean, will. I would imagine most people's looking to get out of there. Ain't nobody looking to go there. Right, and actually, there are people that are currently attempting to sue Norfolk Southern for decreased property value and stuff like that. But, I mean. Yeah, but, you know, here's the reason that all of these CDC changes and these EPA changes are going to matter. You can't sue somebody 
or a hazard that is not classified as a hazard. You know, you can't now you can't sue them for that because if the which we will still find out is the the full story will be still yet told in the future. But you like what I'm saying is now you can't take Norfolk Southern to court over it being a hundred thousand parts per million, and now they're right. responsible because that's no, that's not the new threshold anymore. That's right. below the threshold, and so there's nothing that you can really, there's nothing we can punish them for. They didn't break the law. They didn't break the regulation. I know that 11 days before this happened to you guys, the threshold was 100 times lower, but there's nothing we can do about that. So, you know, they have kind of eliminated the ability to fight this, Mm -hmm. it seems. Now, I'm sure there will be a lot of other ways that it might could be fought. Now, Alan Shaw is the CEO of Norfolk Southern, the railroad railroad company. And I'll just be honest with you. I can't tell if this guy was in on it and thought he was going to get some big payoff or if he's the scapegoat, or maybe it's a combination of the of the two. Maybe he was in on it, and then they turned on him, and now he's just the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I can't tell you. But I can tell you that based on some of the things I was reading from the people in East Palestine, they, he is, well, he's been subpoenaed. Um, they accused him of basically putting his company first ahead of public safety just wanting to get the railroad open so they went ahead and did this terrible you know uh, uh, burn off Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. controlled burn and all this stuff so he is hated right now in -hmm. east palestine okay so three days after the derailment the decision was made to do a control release control burn of some of those tank cars that did hold toxic chemicals uh including some that are, are, are known carcinogens. Why did that need to happen and who decided that that was the way it should happen? So I was here when that decision was made. You know, I was with Unified Command and Governor DeWine and Governor Shapiro and Mayor Conaway and Fire Chief Drabeck and the National Guard were all aligned that this was the right decision to make in terms of public safety. You know, The fact that we knew at that time that the pressure relief valves on the cars had failed, the temperatures were rising, caused our independent expert to become very concerned about the potential for an uncontrolled explosion that would shoot harmful gas and shrapnel into a populated community. So our independent consultant and the Ohio EPA recommended to Unified Command for a controlled burn and a controlled release. Now, the goal of that was to burn off the harmful chemicals. We had air air monitoring in place before, during, and after. And that air monitoring did not pick up any traces of those toxic chemicals. But look, I was here, I I know, I saw it, I know how it looked, it was scary. I'd never seen anything like that, and I know the citizens of this community had never seen anything like that. I know how it looked and I know how it could scare folks. I also know that based on the test results, it was done in in strong consideration of safety of this community and that was the only factor that was in play during that decision. So, so, So this was a decision that was made in tandem between Norfolk Southern and officials, government officials? Yes, we were, we were in unified command with the governor, with the fire chief, with the mayor, and with the National Guard. We've got hundreds of tests and thousands of data points from multiple sources 
and they all show that the air and the water quality is good. How comprehensive are the tests? And I ask that because some residents have complained about burning eyes, sore throats, headaches, and, and other types of ailments. Yeah, um, you know, this, is, this has been a traumatic experience, and all the toxicology reports, all the testing shows that we're clean. However, if, if folks are experiencing symptoms with which they're not accustomed, I would strongly encourage them to go see a, a trusted medical professional. And he's done. Yeah, but again, they have ruled out the the ability for the medical professional to say it's because it's of toxic air. Because yeah. everybody's telling the medical professional, no, it can't be toxic air. There's no toxic. Right. I mean, we've seen something. I don't want to bring up yeah. another thing, but we've seen the very same thing with 9-11 when the two towers fell. Well, mm -hmm. Now, however you think them towers come down, it really doesn't even matter to what happened afterwards. We saw... The governor of New York and different people at that time telling the firemen, telling the people, oh, the air's safe. There, you're, you're, you know, you're clear. You can come back to ground zero and all this kind of stuff. And yet, fifth, you know, five, ten years later, I have followed up with research on that. And there were so many firemen and police officers and people working. The poor guys that's truly trying to help yeah. came down with every kind of illness you can think of. Because of what they were breathing in. I mean, like, they can't even be firemen anymore mm -hmm. because of what happened to them. And what I mean, what I'm saying is this same exact thing as far as how the government and, and you know, the EPA and all that handled it was like, it, it, there's whatever's wrong with these people can't be because of their, because they're right. fine. Right. But, but everybody knew. No, it's not. It's not. They're choking here, man. Animals are dying. Animals, people yeah. are people are going to the emergency room and can't breathe. They're having, you know, their the throats smell are burning. Is they very can smell strong. it. And I'll tell you that right there. That alone, if you want to, I mean, you know, a little bit of logic applied here. One of the best sensors that you have to the quality of air is the one God gave you. It's called your nose. Right. And if you're smelling something that smells Something's out in of the place air. and talks, it's in the air. <laughs> right. right. You don't have to have somebody come around with a little monitor thing. Just. Do exactly <laughs> exactly this is something that i haven't looked into real heavily but i found it very interesting that it also came out on february 13th that norfolk southern that this train derailment in east palestine was the fourth train derailment in four months mm. and every one of those train derailments were in ohio and guess what that was as that was the now end. there's been five now there's been five in ohio yes, in ohio what's happening a few days ago today's the 7th of march and so as of march 4th that's when another norfolk southern train derailed in springfield ohio or near springfield ohio and immediately norfolk southern came out and said that this is no risk to the public this train was not carrying hazardous materials Local authorities did impose a temporary, a 10-hour-long precautionary shelter-in-place order for resident, residents within 100, or I mean 1,000 feet. The derailment did spill one thing. I don't know what to make of this, but they called it non-toxic PVC pellets. Hmm. Yeah, How, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look into that more, but if, if vinyl chloride pellets is what's used to make PVC, and PVC pellets is what's spilled, which I guess, you know, in the pellet form, it it's is just very coincidental, you know, that of all things to be the only thing spilled 
at PVC pellets. I don't know. Yeah. You know, again, I, I'm at this point. I'm just so uh, everything is a red flag to me at this point because of everything else that I've read. If this was the only thing that has happened, you know, then I wouldn't have ever thought anything about. Okay, they spilled PVC pellets. The next day, on the fifth, so that's just two days ago, Norfolk Southern agreed to provide financial assistance to those within one mile of East Palestine derailment site. Norfolk Southern telling ABC they are committed to thoroughly and safely cleaning the site, and we are reimbursing residents for the disruption this has caused in their lives. But it was not what people hoped it would be. It was, of course, smaller amounts than what people would need um, to get by on is what they were allotting people. Um, other people were upset because they were they lived right on the water that had been uh, deemed contaminated, but yet their house was one mi- was further away than one mile radius, mm-hmm. and so they weren't getting help. Um, there have been reports of fish that were dying up to like twenty miles away at this point, mm-hmm. and so um, you can and imagine. Didn't you tell me something. I don't want to jump the. Yeah. Wasn't it like up to forty thousand fish now or something? Didn't you? Yes. Yeah. The Back whenever so it was thirty five hundred fish originally when they told us that the drinking water was safe, and within what two weeks of that, it was actually they estimated now that it's forty eight thousand fish. Forty eight thousand fish. And ain't nobody in their right mind gonna believe that water is not. And here's my here's the other thing. They said that forty eight thousand fish have died, but in that same article, like maybe two sentences later, they said there may be a handful of fish still left but it's not affecting the water anymore as far as a, a handful of dead fish from the toxins they may still be in the water just a handful of them but it's not affecting the water anymore and also it's not affecting the the animals that died um don't affect other ecosystems it's, it's 43,000 not 48,000 so let me just say that but um but from 3,500 fish to three, four weeks later, 4,000 or 43,000 fish. Man, look, this is the same stuff they say with like, you know, medicines and vaccines and stuff. I mean, I don't want to get into all that, but they're like, you know, I know that thousands of people are dying, but it's not because of the vaccine. It's all still safe. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and It's all safe and effective. Don't worry about it. State and federal authorities are telling skeptical residents that the water is safe. We know things are right now, and we just need to make sure that in the future they're all right. But the thing that, no matter what, what I'm what I'm getting at is, is here, even if this was all just a total accident, a true, just a disaster, being truthful is your best friend during an event like this, because the people in if I'm, what I'm saying is, if the CEO and the you know all the people that the, that came down there, the EPA people and all that, if they would have just come out and just told the truth to the Palestinian residents and said, "Look, yes, that you know the air is contaminated, and we don't know exactly how to solve this issue yet, 
we're going to do the best that we can with the technology and the equipment that we have. You know, we're going to try and get the water back clean again. We're going to try and get the contaminated soils out of here that have dioxins in the soils and things that we may even get to later on. We're going to we're going to do our best to clean up the crash site. We're going to do our best to restore this community. But yes, the truth is this was an absolutely terrible disaster and you guys are all in a area of of toxic air right now. If they would have said something like that, I'm yeah. just saying that would have been better received than oh, just know. deny, deny, deny. If you're choking, it's because you're, you know, you're faking it. We don't believe you. You're not really sick. Just be truthful. Just be truthful. And when they're not truthful, it compels a man to think, well, there's something else going on here. At the very least, it's the love of money. And then, you know, again, politicians only care about votes. They don't care about, you know people and so even what they did do was just for the sake of votes it wasn't really for the sake of the residents there and when you get this again i use the word um a cumulative case at the end of the day where i might would have given norfolk southern a, a, not a pass but you know i wouldn't have been as hard as i am on i know and ha, as hard as i am on them now but at this point I'm just saying it's a, this was a bunch of wickedness happened. Mm. A bunch of wickedness, honestly. The people lied are still lying. The people that live there know that they're being lied to. And rather than just say, look, yes, you know what? We may end up losing our whole company. We may end up bankrupting over this. But we will do everything that we can to make it as right as we can. And on everything that we have to leave undone, I can only ask for your forgiveness. But we'll, you know, we'll go two miles, you know, we'll go as far as we can go with you guys. And if we end up, you know, being bankrupt over this, that was our mistake. It was, we caused this, you know, mm-hmm. but they're just, not, they're not owning oh, up to it. That's what I'm getting at. They're not owning up to anything. And so even though I kind of want to be like, oh, there's no conspiracy afoot, there's nothing, there's no evil agenda afoot here. I'm, I'm, I have to be led to believe the opposite at this point. The next day on the 6th, which was yesterday, there was a... A $7.4 million payout by Norfolk Southern, or they said they were going to pay mm-hmm. out $7.4 million. Sounds exciting, right? Let me tell you who they're paying to. They're paying to fire departments. They're paying to the Department of Environmental Protection. Mm. They're paying to the Department of Health. Mm. They're paying to the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency. And then... They are spending, they're uh, paying $1 million out of the 7.4. They're paying $1 million to community relief residents and businesses. But yeah. everything else is going to agencies and it's departments. It's amazing, man. It is <laughs> I mean, amazing. it's just disgusting. It's, it's like they're buying them off or something, you know? It's I terrible. Mean, <clears throat> you know, I understand. I mean, money does need to go to the fire, the fire departments and stuff like that, but not the, the majority should it. go to the residents. Yeah. I mean, who who's affected here? Yeah, and it needs to be a, a graduated thing. So, like, the residents closest to the – there needs to be a scale. Like, yeah. if you're within, you know, yeah. a 1,000 feet, I mean, you there's get so many a certain things percentage. Here. If you're within 2,000 feet, it scales down out to a certain amount to where, you know. Yeah. So, the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, right now, have been all but ignored as far as any sort of actual assistance – and at the same time, we're handing out money to other countries in aid, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, whenever there is a settlement, financial settlement, 
it's going to agencies and departments. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to residents and it's not going to small businesses. It's not going to the people there that are actually affected. And when they are saying, you know, we're sick, I'm coughing up blood, I can't breathe, I've got rashes on my skin, they're told things like it's COVID related. Mm-hmm. And when their animals are dying, they're told, go see a vet. Mm-hmm. Very, I mean, just dismissed, just totally dismissed. And here's a kicker. As of yesterday, Norfolk Southern said that they're going to continue the remediation, the soil remediation, right? And they told the the residents of East Palestine that you may notice additional odors as remediation work continues. The EPA also the same day yesterday said, we don't anticipate exceedances of levels of health concerns because of this work but we do expect the potential for increased odors. Again, that's the same thing all the way through. And that was yesterday. Everybody just stay calm, carry on. If you get sick, you smell something, but nothing's there. You smell more. If there's nothing there, you don't smell it. You know, everybody knows that's a fact. If you don't, if, if there's nothing there, you don't smell it. If there's, if you are smelling something, it's because there's something there to be smelled. I just can't. And what they're smelling is dioxins and stuff that's created from a chemical reaction when you burn vinyl chloride. It's, it's what's created, and dioxins are extremely toxic. It's one of the most toxic things that a person can breathe or take into their body. That's one of the charts that I saw. There's these classifications for it, and I'm wanting to say the worst one was something called like TCCB. It's categorized that way. And it's very toxic to a human at one part per billion, one part per billion. Mm. And this, the estimate that this guy was reporting on based on what you had talked about, the amount of weight, it's just a chemistry. It's just a chemistry formula. You can calculate how much was created because it's a known formula. And based on the total amount of gallons, which was like 177,000, whatever you said, 177,000 pounds, based on that much being burned off, it will pre, you know create this many pounds of this toxin, which is going to rain back down in, in rain and soot and ash and stuff like that, get into the soils. And they believed that was the, one of the main reasons animals were dying too, is because, you know, their ground level they're sniffing around on the ground and it's extremely toxic and you know it does and it also says in that report which you don't have here but the the report of what's the effects of this toxin being on you it was rashes and skin burns creating holes and stuff in your throat i mean it it was it's very serious Mm -hmm. it's extremely serious and they know for a fact that the way that you make that toxin is by burning vinyl chloride that's how you make it right I want to say this. I do understand that the life of the firemen and the people that have to get really close to a tank under pressure, well, their life matters too. Oh, of course. Right. And so if it really is like, man, this on, this thing honestly could explode any second. It really That really is the case. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't want to send anybody there either. But what I would want to do is say evacuate everybody within a five to 10 mile radius oh, yeah, of course, and let everything cool down to where we know it's safe to go and work on our equipment here. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, but that's going to cost you $20 million. Fine. Let's do that. Yes. You know, if we got to pay these people's salaries for these two weeks or whatever, clear the area, let the fire burn out, let the tanks cool, let things become stable and then let's handle it. Mm-hmm. But I do believe this. 
Get the railway open was one of the main motives. Get the railway open because the rail business is a multi-billion dollar business. And I would even go so far as to bet that on that one train, which was 212 cars long, unless I'm mixing my facts and it was the second train. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the set, the train that wrecked outside of Springfield said was 212 cars. But I would go so far as to bet that on that one train, there was probably hundreds of millions of dollars of cargo because trains are carrying valuable products, you know, in huge amounts. And so I do think get the railway open was the main thing. One thing that I just remembered I wanted to point out and see what your thoughts were on, and that's why I gave you this picture. But this right here, the red zone and the yellow zone, this was, you know, they told people to evacuate. Mm-hmm. You had to evacuate if you were in the red zone, and you had the option to evacuate, and, but were urged to if you were in the yellow zone. Do you notice anything in particular when you look at that map? Where the people are, the residents, that's mm-hmm. not in a zone. The yellow zone Yeah, there the like red is zone. no houses in that zone, hardly. That's what I was thinking. Is yeah. It's like they mapped out these zones for you need to get out if you're in this area. But, I mean, look. Look at that. Yeah, there's How actually close. houses, it looks like, 500 yards away. But they're not in the zone. They're not but in the yet zone. the forest is a mile away, and it is in the zone there. And I'm sure that part of that is because of, you know, like they're trying to map out wind currents and all this kind of That's stuff. And said. downwind and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it but, seems like you'd extend it out this way as well, just. Yeah. If it's for shrapnel, 